So tonight is Daf Chavdalid. We started the Mishnah two lines up at the bottom of Chavkimel Amud Beis. The learning tonight should be Aschosi Lenishmas Aaron Kaifman Ben Rabbi Yitzchak. Hakari Batayra, the guy who leans from the Torah liyivchas Mishloshe Psukim cannot do less than three Psukim per Aliyah. If you're using a translator, then you can't do more than one Pasuk at a time because the translator might confuse the Psukim if he is doing more than one translating more than one Pasuk at a time, and we need to make sure that the Torah is translated and understood by the Tzibur clearly. Ubenavi, by Navi, where it's less important that they get every pasuk correctly, Shlaisha, we could do as much as three psukim for the translator at a time. However, if the three psukim were from three different paragraphs, then then you have to do them one at a time because they're different topics. We can skip from one section to another section in Navi, but we don't do that during one aliyah in the Torah. How much can you skip in a Navi? Enough that a Meturgamon won't finish and people will be waiting around. So it has to be close enough to each other that you can find it in the time it takes the Meturgamon to translate the the Gemara asks, how do Gimel Psukim connected me? The three Psukim that are the minimum for an Aliyah, what does it correspond to? We had this Gemara already, Amrabasi, connected Tarnavim Uksuvim, and we had a different Tarits earlier that was also connected Kain Levi Yisrael. Gemara, uh, no. So then the Mishnah says, For the Tyre, you can't do more than one Pasuk for a Metergamon. However, You have to do them one at a time if they are from three separate um, um, Parshios. So the Gemara now gives such an example of what, what a three Pesukim in a row that are three separate Parshios. Kigoyin in Yeshayo, Kichoyomar, Hashem Chinam Nimkartem. The next Pasuk, Kichoyomar, Hashem Alekim. Mitzrayim Yorad Ami Barishoyna, and the third Pasuk, Yatamali Fainu Mashem. Then the Mishnah said, Medagim and Avi, Medagim and Tyra, you could skip from one section to another section in Avi, but not in the Tyra, or in Minu Aliaskistira. It says in the Mishnah, Kari Achrema is for Achbasar, that in Yuma it says that the Kain Gadol at the end of the Avoidah, he um, he lanes for Kaisel, he lanes Parshas Achremas, and then he skips to where it discusses Yom Kippur in Parshas Emar. You see here, that he's skipping. We just said you don't skip in the Torah. And for the Gemara Rabbi, you like Kasha. No, it depends. In uh, uh, if he's skipping and people are going to have to wait because the Meturgamon finished, then you can't skip in Torah. But if it's a short enough time, and meaning the, the two parishes are close enough together that people won't have to wait, and it will be in a, within the time that it takes the Meturgamon to translate, so then it's allowed. And since there, in that, in that instance, the Kaingadol is going from Achremois to Emar, two parishes away, so it's within the time that the Meturgamon would translate the Pesukim. For the Gemara, that doesn't, that doesn't fit, because the Mishnah says, our Mishnah said, you don't skip at all in Taira, you do in Navi, and how much do you skip? Until the point where the Meturgamon will finish. And what is that mashma? That only Navi can you skip. You can't skip at all, even if it's within a short period of time. So Gemara says, Elam Rabbaya, different tarots, like Kasha. Kamben Yenech, Kamishtein Yonim. When, Bishtein Yonim, when do we say you can't skip? That's not only does it have to be close to each other, but it has to also be the same Indian. Uh, I'm sorry, two different Yonim, you can't skip. But if it's at least the same Indian, then we'll allow you to skip. And since by the Kohen Gadol, he's jumping from the discussion of Yom Kippur and Achremus to the discussion of Yom Kippur and Emar, it's... It, 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 it satisfies both tests. It's the same minion, and it's close enough that the people won't have to wait, and so therefore he can do it. Vatanya, we learn like this in Abraisa. You could skip in a Torah as long as it's within the same minion. But it has to be close enough that the people aren't waiting. And we also learned in another Abraisa. 
You can't skip from one book in, in, in Navi to another book in Navi. But within Treyasar, you could skip. It's considered one book. You can't go backwards. So as an example, on Yom Kippur, when we lay in Sefer Yoyna, we skip and we say the three psukim of Mikel Kamaicha, the psukim from Tashlich, after we finish Sefer Yoyna. That, those psukim are in Micha. The book of Micha comes after Yoyna. So therefore, we're, going in, we're skipping in order and it's close to each other, and so therefore, we do it. Next, the Mishnah says, The one who's, who, who gets the, who, who is um, called up for Maftir, also is Paris the Shema. We, we learned yesterday, that means he gets the keyboard of being the one who leads the Tzibur if they do a Hecher, uh, a Shema. And he is the Shliach Tzibur for, for, for Chazar Sashat, and he gets the keyboard of Dochening. And if he was a Katan, then his father is Rabbi could go on his behalf. Now, what does that mean? He Dochens, doesn't every Kayan Dochen? So they explain on the bottom that we're talking about a shul which is full of kaihanim, and so there have to be some kaihanim designated as, quote-unquote, the tzibur, that answer amen, that don't duchin. This person, who's the mafter, would, would definitely be one of the people that duchins in such a shul. Katan kari b'tari The katan could get an aliyah, and he could also translate. He cannot lead the tzibur for shma. He can't be the chazim for chazar sashat. And he can't duchin in a shul where there are no gedolim. If there are gedolim, then obviously he can go and duchin for chinuch purposes. Someone who either his legs are exposed or his chest is exposed. He could divide up the shema and translate it and be a translator. But he can't lane from the Torah, he can't be the Chazin, he can't Tuchin, those cases are going to be a bazillion. But dividing up the Shema and being Targum, you're not actually standing in those times, you weren't standing in front of the Aaron, or in front of the, the Sefer Torah, reading from it into the Afor, you were allowed to do it, even though you weren't as properly dressed. Suma, blind person, he could be the one who uh, is the, the uh, Chazin for this Paris Shema, and also serve as a translator. If you never saw the uh, sun and the moon, then you can't be the one to parish Shema. And we'll see why in the Gemara, this is what the Machoikis is between the Tanakam and Rabbi Huda. Now, my timer, what is the reason that we give all these privileges to the one who's the Maftir? So, uh, because we want to honor him, because he went and laid the Haftira, and it's not as big of a covet as laying from the. Uh, from is getting a regular aliyah, and so therefore we sort of want to compensate him, so we give him the an, another keyboard. Rabbi Barshimi Amar, no, Mishum Asil and Suye, because he's going to come and argue and say, hold on a second, he, I'm not being paid for my services, but he is being paid, and so it's going to create a machlaikis. Might be now, what's enough community between the two reasons? It could be now you, the Ovid Bechinam, someone, a shul where you go for free. So if you go, off, if people daven for free, so then he's not going to be upset that he's getting maftir for free, and so therefore you don't have to give him the other kibudim, but. Uh, but Mishum uh, Kavod is still, the, the reason of Kavod is still going to apply. Uh, Tanan, we learned in a Mishnah, that if he's a Katan, his father or his teacher go up for him. Now, that means that they give the Kavod to, they get the Kavod that normally the Katan would have gotten. Now, if you say the reason is that he would, he's going to argue with them. Why? Because he's not being compensated. But Katan Katan's not going to argue. The Katan is not the one that we expect to be compensated anyway. For uh, for lading. So then, why that if we're still saying that someone's going to be upset and therefore we should give the evid or, or we should give the father or the rebbe the covered, it must be the reason is if they covered not because of 
that he's going to be upset he's not being compensated. It does a cut and get upset that he's not being compensated. And Frech the Gemara, so Elamai, what are you going to say, Mishim Kavit? That, that we give the father or the Rebbe because the cut is going to be upset that he's not being honored. Uh, does a cut and also protest on behalf of his covet? No. What, what the problem is, is that it's the father or the Rebbe that's going to protest on behalf of the cotton. So therefore you have no raya. Because even in the case of compensation, you could say it's not the cotton that's going to be upset he's not being compensated. It's the father or the Rebbe on behalf of the cotton. So you have no raya which, which reason is correct. By cheach, someone who either his legs or his chest is exposed, peris but he can't read from the Torah. If you have a cotton who his legs are exposed, could he lane? Amalei, so he said, why are you even asking if he's half undressed? What if he's fully undressed? What if he's fully naked? Why don't you ask me that? And I'll answer you, what's the reason why totally naked you can't? In other words, why didn't you ask me about totally naked? Mishum Kavit Sibur. Hachanam, Mishum Kavit Sibur. Here too, just because he's a, he's a Kotlin, but if it's, we're concerned with Kavit Sibur, then he shouldn't do it even if he's just half undressed. Suma Pairis Alashma, a blind person could divide the Shema. Now, Tanya, we learned in Ebraisa. Amr Loi Rebbe Huda. Lacham said to Rebbe Huda, Harbeit Safu Lidrosh Bemerkava Valero Ismeimeim. What's your problem? That the, that the guy who's the Suma who's blind can't understand, can't comprehend the sun and the moon, and so therefore, because he never saw them in his life, and therefore he can't make the bracha, but it's a bracha of praise. And the Merkava, there are plenty of people that learn about the, the Merkava. We've never seen it. No human has ever seen the Merkava. But conceptually, we use our imagination and we can uh, think about and comprehend what, it, what, what, what that must be like. So therefore, why can't a Summa cannot make the bracha, which is praising HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the Ma'irais in the sky, even though he hasn't seen them. For Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, Hosma vanta deliba So there, the only qualification you need is your imagination. So fine, and you use your imagination, you can understand the Merkava. But v'halkam akavim v'yada. He, uh, therefore, you can understand, uh, concentrate on it without having seen it. So Rabbi Huda responds, yeah, but here, it's not just a brach of praise. It has to come from someone who had a hana from the light. A Summa who was always blind his whole life never had a hana from the light, and so if he never had a nor from the light, he can't possibly uh, make that bracha, and therefore there's a different condition than just uh, understand and then just conceptually imagining it. So the rabbanon, the rabbanon, that's a pretty good answer. Islay hanok Reb Yosi. They hold that no, the summa is still getting hanok like Reb Yosi. Itanya am Reb Yosi. Kol yavai yisim itzamikerzeh. Oh my days, I couldn't understand this pasuk. The pasuk says in the Taichicha, "Vayisim emashish betzarayim." That you're going to be feeling around in the daytime, kasha yemashish eva bafel, like a blind person feeling around in the dark. Right? Whenever you go into, if you ever go into a dark room and you're trying to feel around for the light switch, right? It's completely dark. So that's that's what we're talking about. You're going to be feeling around by day like a blind person in the dark. Frek the Gemara, what do you mean a blind person in the dark? <laughs> the blind person, even by day, he gropes around. He can't see. Why does it say specifically that a Iver by 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 Afela? So the Gemara says, So Rabbi says, I can never understand. Why does the Pasuk say a blind person in the dark? Until I saw the following story. One time I was walking in the darkness of night. I saw a blind person who was walking on the road with a torch, right? He had like the equivalent of a flashlight. So my son, why are you holding a flashlight? You're a blind person. What does a flashlight help you? Amali, he said to me, when I'm holding the flashlight, people see me. They, they, they prevent me from walking into ditches and, and walking into obstacles. And so the flashlight, people help me. Without a flashlight, people don't know I'm there. And so therefore, Rabbi Yossi said, even 
a blind person gets Hanah from the sun because people are able to see him and help him. And so therefore, he is indirectly getting Hanah from the sun, but at the end of the day, he's getting Hanah from the sun, and therefore, he could be Paris the Shema as well. has a mum on his hands, should not dochin. Even if his hand is stained with like blue dye, he shouldn't dochim and they show him boy. All this is because people are going to stare at him while he's dochening. Tana, we learned in a brace, the moment that they talked about is Bifanov, whether it's on his face, Yadav on his feet, or uh, his hands, or Raglov on his feet. Because if it's on his feet, you take off your shoes when you dochen, people will see. If his hands are just spotted, you can't dochen. Because again, people are going to look down. If they're bent forward or bent to the side, any sort of deformity with the hands, we're concerned that people are going to stare be tempted to steer during dochening, and so therefore, such a kind should not dochen. Amre basi, chifani, uveishani, layises kapav, a coin from chaifor beishan should not dochen. Why? Because Tanya Namiach, we learned similarly in a brace, the aim I read in of Nateva, layanshe beishan, layanshe beishan, layanshe tevainen. Why? They should carry the alph and ayin and layanshe and alph. They confuse the aleph and the ayin. So the ayin is technically more of a guttural sounding. A letter, and nowadays many people are not makbed on this, but in those days everyone was makbed, except apparently people from Haifa, Beisha'an, and Savonin, and so therefore those people should not dochen. So Rebchia said to Reb Shimon, he said, if you were a Levi, you wouldn't be able to dochen. He was from Shevet Yehuda, but he said, if you were a Levi, you wouldn't be able to dochen because your voice, you're, you're not, not going to sound good in a choir. You're going to mess up the choir. So therefore, you wouldn't be able to dochen. Shimon came and told his father, Rebbe, what Rebbe said. So Rebbe said to Shimon, go tell him that when you reach the Pasuk of a Pasuk in Yeshaya, that uh, you're not going to be sound like someone who is uh, um, uh, blaspheming against God because he would mispronounce his ches. It sounded like a hey. It would sound like he's saying instead of which is I hope to Hashem, it sounds like he's saying I would hit Hashem. And so therefore, it would be sound like someone who's saying blasphemy. A kayin who doesn't have control of his tear ducts and they're constantly dripping, shouldn't dochin. Again, people are going to stare. Vahava dahava. I but there was a kind in Rev Huna's neighborhood, even though he would constantly be tearing. No, people were familiar with him, and so there was no temptation to steer during Dochening because you were used to it, was nothing special to see. We learned certainly in However, if it was familiar, then people would not be tempted to look. A similar story. Even if he's blind in one eye, and certainly if he's blind in both eyes, should not Dochen. People will be tempted to steer. But there was a blind coin in Rabbi Yochan's neighborhood who took him. Again, people were were used to seeing it and there was no temptation to look. We learned similarly in a price. If he's blind in one of his eyes, but if people were familiar with it, then it's mutter. If his hands are stained, he shouldn't but we learned in a price. So if you're in a city where, for example, most people work in the Crayola factory and so everyone's hands are full of marker every day. So there's no cons to see a, a, a guy with his with his hands with with um 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 
um, uh, blue or dyed, or for example, a guy's a mechanic, his hands get black, but if the whole shul has mechanics, and so everyone's hands are black, so there, there's no kunst to, to look at a guy who is... Uh, who, who has such a thing, and so therefore wouldn't be tempted to look during dochening, and therefore a guy can dochen. I'm not going to go up davening wearing colored clothing. Now, normally, the Oiv de Avoy de Zara were makbid to only wear white. And so if someone who happens to be wearing white says, but I'm not going up if I have to wear color, color clothing, he can't even go up white because we're choshish. Maybe he is a either of a desire. But sandal any other. If a guy says I won't go up wearing sandals, uh, um, then af yachif layaver he can't even go up here. But again, the same thing. The oiv de'avay desaro would makbid to wear sand. Were makbid to to not wear sandals. So I said filasi agula. Someone who makes this filling rounds sakana ve'imba mitzvah. First of all, it's a sakana, and second of all, there's no mitzvah. Nisana mitzvah el pas If he put his tefillin on his forehead rather than above the hairline, or the arm tefillin he put on his hand instead of on the kibayrus on the bicep. Harezu derech minos. That's like the tzedukim who don't. Uh, uh, except Tarish of Alpeh. Tzipanzov, if he covered his filling with gold in the sun, Albeis Unkali Shalai, or he placed it over the sleeve instead of directly on the skin, Hareza Derchitzanim, that's like people who don't, uh, who don't keep the tire at all. My time, but what's the reason that if he doesn't want to go up wearing these clothing uh, or sandals, then he can't go even without them? We're worried that maybe he went off the derrick. If somebody makes his filling rounds, it's a Sakana, there's no mitzvah. So Gemara says, Let's say that our Mishnah. Uh, that we learned our Mishnah from that which we learned in a Brisa. Because we learned in a Brisa, the fact that Tefillin has to be square is said, the stitching, and also in the diagonal of the, it has to be a perfect square. So what do you see here? That uh, the Mishnah clearly agrees that it has to be a square. Because it says it can't be round. Our Mishnah is talking about completely round, like a nut or an egg, where if you bump into something, it could possibly fracture your skull. But that, there's, a far, there's, there's a big difference between fully round and fully square, right? There's a lot of in-between there where it's somewhat square. So that, that Bryce says, has to be completely square, a perfect square, 90 degree angles. So our Mishnah does not necessarily agree with that Bryce. Our Mishnah could say it can't be fully round like a nut or an egg, but it could be partially round and partially square, and our Mishnah might say that's okay. And therefore, we have no raya to that Bryce.